Welcome to Let Me Pod to you. I've got a beer to crack. From my local, Oktoberfest. Getting seasonal. The old Oktoberfest. Mm. Fuck yeah. I got me a dew. I already cracked it, but it's fucking good still. Have you tried the mystery dew flavor? The voodoo? For this no. year? Mm-mm. Real good. Voodoo. Is, that the, is, that the, is that like the blacky one? The, the purpley black one? The what one? I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's got like some cherry vibes to me. But I think you told me about this. I haven't tried oh, it yet, though. Probably on the last episode. Probably. Welcome to Let Me Pod to you. I'm Jacob. You can block me on Twitter. We hate Jacob. You can find my co-host, Dimitri, who's always here on Twitter at Dimitri Talks. Dimitri, how did you feel about the Sison premieres this week? I really liked them. They were really good for me, and I had a good time. Uh, SmackDown was better than Raw. We'll talk about that. Duh. But <laughs> duh. Um, but I still enjoyed Raw for what it was. Yeah, fair enough. Format here: Dimitri's top of the mid headlines, stock rising, stock falling. These can be specific wrestlers. Sorry, the cat jumped up and almost knocked everything over. <laughs> These can be specific wrestlers, storylines, etc., to kick off a conversation. But first, Dimitri. Top of the mid? Yeah, top of the mid. We got a returner, man. Uh, not because of anything he's done in ring, but just because of the vibe that is given when he's on the screen. He's come such a long way. Of course, we're talking about my boy, Dirty Dom. Um, I'm just so impressed. Like, every week, I feel like I'm more impressed of, like, the confidence he seems to have. Because... It, Towards the beginning, he was definitely like way less confident on the mic, stuttering a lot, didn't really seem too sure with what he was saying. But like he's really bought into this like uh goddamn character. Um what are you doing right now? I'm trying to make the cat not step on my laptop. <laughs> I see you over there like struggling. I'm like, what is this man doing? Fran. Oh shit. But yeah, man. Dom, he's just been super consistent. Oh, hey little kitty. Is the kitty a Dom fan too? No. Oh. Um, but yeah, that whole little segment with Triple H was just fucking hilarious. Like the back and forth that they had and Triple H being like, uh, I think your mic is broke. Here, here's another one. Uh, no, that didn't help. And Man, I thought like they that. were pumping all this in. <laughs> that was a really good one. They. That, was a, <laughs> that, that was a really good one. And... Just Dom playing it up is just great. And then he's like sitting here trying to like make an announcement, right? It's mm-hmm. so it was so funny to me because he keeps going and we got a new GM and then Dom keeps going, I don't care who it is. <laughs> and he's like, Well, all right, we're about to announce nobody cares. But like that was really funny to me because I personally was really excited to see who was gonna be the GM. And Dom just kept being literally mad annoying being like nobody cares when i absolutely did fucking care it was just really gold it was great timing on top of that it's been a meme of like someone's about to talk and then the judgment day interrupts them like i don't know if you've seen the one where it's joe biden going up to the pedestal and he's about to start talking (laughs) and then it's like judgment day music and they have like joe biden look off off camera and it cuts to judgment day entrance (laughs) that's funny as shit triple h got Got the Judgment Day meme happening to him then, too. Oh, yeah. Is, I mean, it's so fun. accurate. It's, like, all the time. 
I'm, I'm, I'm loving what Dom's doing, man. I, I still am. I feel like every week it's better. It's really impressive how loud he gets booed. And yeah, it's crazy. You know, we, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later too, that you've been watching some AEW, mm-hmm. but like they try to do the same thing with Don Callis and like he gets booed and he gets heat, but it's yeah. not like Dom. Like it's, no, different. it's not Dom. He, it is different. He's built different. Absolutely. <laughs> let's just, let's just keep it rolling. Mm-hmm. SmackDown's better than Raw. Like, yeah, it's just blatantly better. Like, I I usually watch SmackDown. Um, I I and I, I I just struggle to get through Raw. Like that third hour is just brutal, man. And SmackDown just like everyone who's on there right now, it's just so much more compelling to me. Yeah, like whole way through, um, we had a uh, freaking even just like bottom of the card guys like out and strong coming back this week yeah uh that was really funny how he like faked the injury and all that and then he's like back in the wheelchair that was entertaining as shit and it's just like you got like it feels like every part of the smackdown card has something to offer and it's 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 interesting so i do appreciate smackdown for that and i will say you're totally right i think it's due to that third hour like, it's hard to fill three hours of TV every single week. Like, how do you come up with that much content and making it all compelling? Two hours is already a relatively long time, but three is, yeah, damn. And and that that is one of your stock falling, so let's just get yeah. it here. Like, I, I've really struggled to watch Raw over the last month, I want to say. And mm-hmm. I watched it this week. And, like, I was like, okay, okay, okay. I had a good time watching Raw this week, but I do agree. It relatively is. It's, it it's, just it's, feels it's, like it's like the same thing every week. Yes. We, we did like, get a little bit of mix up here recently with some new people popping up. Yeah. Let's give Triple H some credit. That's Shout true. out to you. Um, but at the same time, you're, you're very right. There's a lot of the content is like the same. You get the same mixes of matches. Um, you get a lot of the same shit. And, and again, just to fill three hours of content, it's really difficult to do. And I feel like it hurts the flow of the show. One thing yeah. I've seen like floated around, uh, literally for the past like five years, maybe six years is the idea of making the last hour of raw, um, whatever TV 14. So that way they can like, do a little bit more mature storylines during that hour. Let's make it TVMA. (laughs) Like (laughs) doing something like that to spice up the last hour might make it worth people holding on, especially those adults where they're like, Oh, well we're Mm -hmm. not going to get to the good shit until like the last hour. hour." Right. Um, So I think something like that could legitimately help if they actually go that route. I guess we'll see. I ultimately would, prefer more than anything just to go back to two hours my favorite time watching raw is when it was started at nine o'clock and lasted till 11 i feel like that was like the perfect time slot because i'm not doing anything at nine o'clock most people aren't doing anything at nine o'clock eight o'clock you might be doing something but nine most of the time i'm not um and it's easy to sit down go to bed watch raw from nine to eleven call it a night just makes sense that's fair enough but yeah 
SmackDown and Dimitri, let, let's just go to we're we're I'm breaking format today. We're just gonna right. break this format open. <laughs> All we're, right, just buddy. Gonna, we're just gonna break the format here. Oh, hell yeah. Uh and I think one of the big reasons that SmackDown just hit different this week, Daddy's home. Oh yeah. Roman Reigns <laughs> is back on television. Thank God. We need Paul it. Paul took had a shave, got his mm-hmm. hair colored. Got pretty He's, clean. He's looking, looking good. Yes, sir. And Roman came, and he had to put his foot down when it came to Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of the best parts of the entire episode was when they were backstage, and Roman's like, what are you sitting on my couch for? Get to work. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy's like, oh, shit, okay. And he's like, getting up. <laughs> and then he goes, yeet. And, and Roman goes, I don't like that. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Little things. It's yep. little things. Roman Reigns is so good at the little things. The little like, things to me are what's most important in wrestling. Always. You hit the little things, you got me hooked. And and our tribal chief came back. He looks refreshed. Mm-hmm. He looks he, he's got his hair shaped up. I'm I'm glad that our tribal chief had a little vacation and now it's time to get back to work. He was wrestling at the Super Show on Saturday, and it's looking like he's going to be on TV pretty consistently. He's advertised for this week's SmackDown. He's definitely going to be getting that big-ass check from Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. So our Tribal Chief is back. I'm very happy about it. The other Bloodline Cinematic Universe point of view is Jimmy Cost J the Tag Belts. That was surprising. I didn't expect them to lose the belts that quick. That was crazy. But I will say this. We mentioned last week about how that little win kind of helped uh, Jay uh, win over uh, the doubter of Kevin Owens and win over a few more people. I think that may have been literally the, the sole purpose of that, to do that and to have this little feud that we had here. And then that ending segment, that ending segment with uh, Roman and... Um, Cody staring face to face, and then uh, Jay and Jimmy staring. You remember that on SmackDown? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. moment had me like, "This makes sense." Like that just felt right. So I'm happy that we're getting to this point because, as much as we love Jay, it just felt like correct for him to be facing, ready to fight his brother, and Cody ready to fight Roman. Before I would have felt a little bit. Uh, I guess a little upset about it because I felt like Jay was the guy, but right now it feels like Jay's story and his like goal or like their like end goal is to be like to fight each other. Like that just makes sense right now. But can they, can they kick that can Jimmy versus Jay all the way to WrestleMania from October? It's the WWE. You don't think they can kick the can as far as they want. Better question. Should they kick the can to WrestleMania? (laughs) I think they should. I would... um, I think that... Setting up WrestleMania, like having Jay versus Jimmy Uso, is like a main, uh, main event level match in itself. So if you set up that... You set up Roman versus whoever. Let's say it's Cody. That's a main event level match in itself. And then we have whatever they cook up for the women's division. Let's say they... uh, It's kind of a stretch, but let's say Jade Cargill wins the Royal Rumble. 
whoever she faces. Oh, that's not a stretch. Jade is a hundred percent winning the Royal Rumble. Let's say Jade Cargo wins the War- Royal Rumble. They're probably going to have the belt on Charlotte. I would assume to have a Charlotte versus Jade match at WrestleMania. That is a main event level match. Jade's Jade's on Raw. Yeah. Charlotte's on SmackDown. But I yeah. guess if she wins the Rumble, she can do whatever she, she wants, take, and drafts yeah. don't matter. So. Interesting stuff that can be done. I think if pushing, kicking the can down would, uh, would be highly beneficial for the storyline as a whole to have like a climax where everything reaches it, its peak at one time. I, I, I definitely agree with you that it's a main event level match, Jimmy versus Jey Uso at WrestleMania. I think that they need to get back to that there is a women's match that is the main event of one of the nights of WrestleMania though. Yeah. I agree. And make it make it worthwhile of it being a main event. Like don't just mm-hmm. make it a main event, but I just <clears throat> I don't know. Like the tag team championship match from this past WrestleMania where the Usos lost to uh Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That was right for the story, the prestige of the match. But you could tell, because the match right before it was Charlotte and Rhea, when Rhea got the belt. And you could tell, they wrestled pissed off that they weren't the main event. You could see it. Because they showed the fuck out. Like, I hadn't seen Charlotte go that hard, and I haven't (laughs) seen her go that hard since. But she can still go. And that was a main event caliber match, what they put out there. And it was definitely because they weren't in the main event that they were like, fuck this shit. We're going to show them why we should have been there. I'm definitely 100% with you. I think having the uh, just the women main event one night just makes sense. If you're going to have two nights and you got all these talented superstars on both sides, uh, the women's and the men's division, it would make sense to have one night main evented by the women and one night main evented by the men. And I was saying that those matches are main event level. But that is not to say that they both should main event. It's to say that WrestleMania is for those types of matches where you would consider them main event level. I don't want a WrestleMania with a match that was thrown together like a month before or two weeks before. I need these these matches at WrestleMania. Like a WrestleMania kicks ass when you've got a lot of buildup and things all coming to a climax at one point. And it's not just a match that we were given like two weeks beforehand well and that that's kind of like what happened last year with the charlotte and Rhea exactly. match too it's yeah. like we know that those two are main event caliber but the issue was Rhea won the royal rumble and then was kind of like i don't know who i'm gonna challenge and then a month before mania she said it's charlotte and i remember our first episode let me even bring up the rundown we had a stock <laughs> falling for no build-up for the women's matches. Ah, there we go. See? We're we're consistent here. <laughs> Episode one. Let's bring it up. Uh, stock falling, Dimitri, Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was about there being no build and that Charlotte just gets the belt and just yeah. gets these matches. It's terrible, man. I need a good build. Give us a good build. We deserve that, especially for WrestleMania. <clears throat> like, they, we deserve it and they deserve it. Shit. And and on top of that, like a, a headline for that WrestleMania was WrestleZania because like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, that was the story going into it. Yeah. Yeah. We were we were right about a lot of things on this, oh, hell <laughs> on yeah. this first episode. Let's go. 
Uh, you were really wrong about one thing, though. What was that? Theory and Cena was your headline. Oh, yeah. I absolutely was. I, I remember the week after, I was like, yeah, that wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you did make up for it in the in the Stocks Rising with Dom Mysterio um, and Let's Deadbeat go. Sons. Yeah, buddy. Uh, I had meaty men slapping meat. The the intercontinental match uh, mm-hmm. is my stock rising, uh, but I was wrong about something too, Dimitri. What's that? I predicted that Roman was going to lose. Um, oh wow! And I had Roman's reign as a stock falling. So wow! A little throwback there to episode. This guy one, was this guy was going against the tribal chief. What? Yeah, man. I can't believe it. <laughs> Get my ones up. Yeah, please forgive when, when, my man. When Roman opened SmackDown this past week, or whenever he came out on SmackDown this past week, I was like, Zoe, get your ones up. And she was like, what are you talking? I was like, we acknowledge the tribal Yo, chief. I have Jane do the same thing all the time. Actually, sometimes <laughs> we'll just be watching and he'll come out and she'll just go. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's great. So let's let's circle back to the outstanding headline here. Um, <laughs> talk to me about talk to me about uh, Peacock. Yeah, Peacock sucks. Okay, guys, Peacock is ass. I have to make sure those words are really um, pronounced because I feel that way about Peacock. Um, let me tell you why. Uh, I have used. Let me cock to you. Let me cock to you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've used both the WWE Network and Peacock, of course. Um, I used to go back and watch a bunch of old episodes of Raw because, you know, I'm an old, I'm an old head at this point, right? I'm mm-hmm. 27 or 28. I don't remember. One of the two. And, um, <laughs> and I like the Raws from when I was little because, you know, nostalgia. So on the WWE Network, it was always like it's a WWE Network. So it was built to house the content that it was showing. And it was so easy for me to dig deep, find what I wanted, watch it. Um, another thing the WWE Network had is whenever you would watch content, like let's say you're watching WrestleMania, you know how on YouTube where a creator can set like different points in the video that you can fast forward mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. different sections? Every Every show was separated by match. So you could see like... This match is starting here. This match is starting here. Here's a Shawn Michaels promo. This match is starting here. So you could just go to whatever you wanted to go to in whatever match. Mm-hmm. I'm saying Peacock sucks because I've been tr- I've tried. I got really excited about some stuff happening in wrestling, and I was like, you know what? Let me go back and watch some old shit. And um, first of all, it's really fucking difficult to find the episode you want to watch. It's all like kind of lost in the sauce. Uh, Terrible. Yep. And then second, when you go to the episode, like there was on WWE Network, there is no way to kind of fast forward, go to whatever match you want. You just kind of got to guesstimate and be like, I think there's a match on this episode I want to see. Or you got to Google it and then you got to like fucking just fast forward until you can find it. So kind of a pain in the ass. Um, I've heard, PSA, I've heard that you can use a uh, VPN to uh, spoof your location to a different country because not all countries use Peacock. Some countries still use uh, the WWE Network. So that may be an option at some point because I am very frustrated with uh, Peacock. And that is my rant. 
I really like that you put this as a headline and not a stock falling. Like that's uh, how mad you are. Yes, that it it's got to like be at the top of the first show. Things you wanted to talk about. <laughs> yes, I was very frustrated, man. <laughs> All right, let, let's let's change your mood here, Dimitri. All right, let's get into your first stock rising. Ooh. Something you're really happy about, and something I'm really happy about too. Yeah, baby GMs are back. Um, I'm really excited about this. This is actually what had me watching old Raws because I was. I was like, oh, yeah, I used to love when there were GMs out there. Um, so I got some stuff to talk about with that. Um, but anyways, GMs are back. Adam Pierce is a GM overall. Nick Aldis is the GM of SmackDown. Got revealed on uh, SmackDown this past week. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is all this is more of the little things that make wrestling better. Um, I say this is very important because... It makes storylines kind of live. It makes transactions be alive. It makes the shows feel a little bit more individualistic. Um, so, for example, um, we've already, like, I've already picked up on the small things. So, if you go to Raw this week, Adam Pierce is showing up wearing a red shirt. Adam makes Pierce sense. is very good at this, but he dresses terribly. He does. <laughs> He always wears like the same ish color tie to his dress shirt. Damn. Match it to your jacket or your pants, bud. What are you doing? <laughs> Come on, bud. Uh, <laughs> God, yeah. he's so bald. Oh, can we talk about Nick Aldis though on SmackDown? Like his he Looks was great. fly as fuck, man. Yeah. Mickey James <laughs> sent him to men's warehouse and got him hooked up. Oh yeah. So it's little things like that. So now we got the GMs repping their brands. They're going to be wearing their colors. They're going to be vouching for the brands that they represent. And that makes these brands feel a little bit more different. Like I wish the draft would have done, but they kind of have people flip flop here and there. But anyways, go Can ahead. Hold that thought. So with the draft, yes, that was definitely something Triple H wanted to do. Yes. I'm getting that vibe because... Now that Vince has been kicked to the curb, now that he has no say in anything, and it's up to Endeavor, Triple H is truly in charge of creative. People from the rehires are actually getting TV time. Which has been great. Triple H clearly wants the draft to matter. And he clearly wants these shows to have their own feels. And that's why you bring in a Nick Aldis on Mm -hmm. probably a pretty decent pay package to be um, an on-screen GM. Now, being a little bit newer to this GM scenario, because that's not what's been going on the whole time I've been watching. It's just been out of Pierce. And Sonya Deville a little bit while she was um, not clear. Oh, yeah. But Uh what is Triple H? Is he like the the CEO? I guess the on-screen CEO, the on-screen president. Like he's looking out for the, the company WWE, but then lets his general managers for each brand kind of do their own thing. Like the, we know that Nick Aldis isn't booking the show, but like on screen, he's booking the show, correct? Uh, yes, I believe Triple H is kind of in the Roger Goodell type role. Um, okay. He's kind of overseeing. Commissioner. Yeah, commissioner. But again, these GMs are storyline booking their shows taking care of their their rosters and making sure that their shows succeed um and again i think that stuff like this makes wrestling way more interesting because you can do a lot more with storylines 
Mm-hmm. Um, you can do trades, of course, and they make sense. It's not just like, hey, we're going to send this guy over here. We're going to send this guy over there. No, it's like I it's like Nick Aldis could be like, yo, I really like so and so. Can we work something out? And then we can actually have something that makes sense where people well, trade that, spots. It just well, makes exactly make sense. It, exactly with the trade that finally was announced this, yes. this past SmackDown with Kevin Owens being the make weight for Jay Uso. Yep. They're at the same level. I was also not expecting it to be Kevin Owens. Me either. But I really like that move from a perspective of, okay, we don't have a 16th uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens breakup. This is a natural <laughs> Kevin Owens was sent over to SmackDown. So they're still besties. They're still buds. If they end up on the same brand, they can get back together as as buddies. But it's a natural... Well, I'm on SmackDown now, so I'm going for singles stuff. Yeah. Makes sense. It makes uh, sense. It helps things make sense. And on that uh, line of thought, I did some a little research here for this one because you oh. know how much I love GMs and drafts. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Last SmackDown GM. Do you know who it was? It's somebody you really don't like, actually. Lacey Evans? No. <laughs> well, somebody, I don't think you don't like them personally, but like you don't like their, uh, their, their, what they're doing right now. Um, I don't know. Soraya Page. Oh, really? Yeah. Back in 2019. She does not give any kind of GM vibe at all. No. Uh, I barely remember this. Uh, I kind of loosely watched wrestling during this time. So, like, mm-hmm. I tune in every now and then. So, it's not something that was super on my memory. But I just wanted to say, in my uh, line of thinking and in, uh, in all of my lifetime, I've had a couple great GMs, on-screen GMs. A couple of my favorite, obviously, Teddy Long on SmackDown. Oh, <laughs> I love seeing videos of Teddy Long. Like, I've, yeah. I, have, I have seen some stuff about that. And just, like, the way that he would just be like, you know what you're going to do, player? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have a match? With The Undertaker! <laughs> so good, yo. Unlimited matches with The Undertaker. So, Teddy Long for SmackDown for Raw. Um, I'd have to go with Eric Bischoff. Because Eric mm. Bischoff coming uh, you know, straight from the other company into the WWE. It was really interesting when I was little. Everybody absolutely hated Eric Bischoff with a passion. And then there was a point where uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin was uh, co-GM of Raw with Eric Bischoff. Oh, interesting. That was a really good power dynamic because obviously everybody loves Stone Cold. Everybody hates Eric Bischoff. Um, What what about Paul Heyman being the GM of SmackDown? Paul Heyman. Uh, What's that happen? Between 2003 and 2004. See, that's when I couldn't watch SmackDown. Oh, so, okay. I knew well, it happened, but I didn't actually watch it. Have you have you ever have you seen the Paul Heyman biography on I think it's on A&E that they did? Negative. Okay, it's really good. Um but it's really interesting. So he was made the on-screen GM and part of that deal was that he actually got to book and write the show too. Uh, I knew like, I knew of that, yeah. And he really like wanted Vince to showcase like, a lot of new talent and stuff. Vince was like it's uh it's SmackDown's ratings suck. Um I'm gonna make you on screen GM. And he was like, Well, if the ratings suck and the ratings on the show that I wrote were pretty good, maybe let me write it. And Vince was like, Fine, I'll write Raw, you write SmackDown. 
And Paul eventually got fired from this booking role because SmackDown was murdering Raw in the ratings. I would, yeah, I know for sure because I wanted to watch SmackDown so fucking bad as a child, and I just couldn't. So uh, I got to thank Paul Heyman for that. Um, another one I'll ask you about. What about uh, Daniel Bryan? Oh, okay. So I this that's in 2014. Mm-hmm. I loosely watched wrestling in 2014. I would say I was pretty much out of it until maybe late 2014 to 2015. Um, I think when Seth Rollins kind of won the title at WrestleMania is when I remember tuning back into Raw. So I was kind of out of it for that too. There was so much, there was a big area between like 2009 to like 2015 ish where I just didn't watch like wrestling at all. I mean, I don't remember wrestling being in the mainstream really at all during that time frame. I mean, like I was not a wrestling watcher, but like, I mean, part of the reason that I got into it now is because it's much more mainstream. And like, I know a lot of people that watch wrestling even loosely, like Mm -hmm. next week I'm going to dynamite and my brother-in-law who hasn't watched wrestling since the early two thousands when he was a kid is coming with me. Cause he's there. They're like, Oh, why not? Something to do. And I'm like, I hope there's some people that you know, because like if Sting's right. there and if Edge rocks up, like he's gonna know these people. So it's that's sick. It, it's definitely much more mainstream, and I don't want to say cool, but not uncool to go to wrestling and yeah. be a wrestling fan. I do want to add to that. I've actually been meaning to talk about this a little bit, just real quick. Um, I definitely think that it kind of lost its popularity at one point in time. And I have been seeing a lot of pictures online of people trying to dunk on AEW for like half the arena being empty. That's stupid, first of all. Um, it's like they're, they are obviously a smaller brand, but they're still selling hella tickets and they don't have to sell out every show. It's not, that's not important right now. What's important is that they grow their fan base. But anyways, where I'm getting at this is I remember back in like, 20 maybe 18 or 19 wrestling was wwe specifically was in a bad spot this is like prime like end of vince mcmahon head of creative like really Mm. terrible shit and wwe shows were looking like that now that is a bad look with the size of a company wwe is like they are let's let's be real they are fucking ginormous compared to billion dollar company i mean right they had a billion in revenue last year. Like for them to go through that period there where they were struggling to sell tickets and like arenas were like halfway empty. What a, what a, what a, what a way it's come because right now wrestling's in a great spot. AEW's thriving and with Triple H running the WWE, I mean, they're selling out shows left and right. When I went to Raleigh, like that shit was like full packed. <clears throat> well, that's what, that's how dynamites are. So mm-hmm. the one section of seats where the hard cam is, they never sell that. There are no tickets in the hard cam section. And I know that WWE is the same thing. That one section of seats where they keep the clock, the producers, and the hard cam, that's blocked off. Yep. Dynamite, they sell all the way around whatever the lower bowl is. And then usually they'll sell the upper tier on the, the, the camera looking side. Collision is a show that started three months ago. <laughs> yeah. 
So when you see these pictures, people be like, oh, AEW, I can't believe they're having them celebrate in front of an empty arena. The camera side's sold out. Everywhere the camera looks is sold. Everything behind the camera, it depends on what the demand is. Like this upcoming Saturday is um, in, I want to say Memphis, Tennessee, for a collision from 8 to 10 with a battle of the belts immediately after 10 to 11. So they've got a three-hour show where most of the titles are going to be put on the line. At this point for Battle of the Belts, the Intercontinental, Intercontinental the International <laughs> title and the TBS title have been announced for it. But it's likely that the tag team belts are going to be put up too. So they're going to start seeing those tickets tick up in, in terms of sale. Um, and then this week was, for Dynamite was in Rosenberg, Texas, which is just outside of Houston. Um, they saw a, they increased the capacity three days before the show because there was more demand for tickets because they announced um, a Lucha wrestler, Mystico was going to be on rampage. People wanted to go see Mystico. So it, as the show gets booked, you start seeing it sell more and they open up these sections as ticket demand asks for it. Which makes sense. And I just, I don't think people understand that like it's, it's the, the look isn't a, bad thing like it's it they're selling a lot of tickets every week mm-hmm. and let's like keep it real wwe at one point was selling a similar amount aw is a very very young company so even if every week isn't matching wwe which they won't they're gonna have weeks where they fucking blow the roof off they have hella people that wembley that fucking yeah. happened so it's, oh, it's was not that an be, AEW show? <laughs> it's not going to be as consistent as WWE right now just because of the size of the companies. But for what it's doing, like, I, I have there, no part of me is, like, looking at AEW like, oh, damn, that's shitty. Like, I'm looking at it like, damn, this is impressive. They've They've been pretty consistent. They've been on TV for a while now. And they keep selling tickets. It's good shit. And... and- Let's let's roll this right into my stock rising of dynamite next week. Like the cards looking really good and I'm going to be there and I'm so excited to be there. I'm on the camera side. Like I'm going to be like on the same side as the camera this time because there weren't tickets on the other side of the arena. (laughs) So I bought tickets where there were seats like that. It's going to be close to a sellout. Like I think the last I saw it's like 4,300 tickets have been sold. For That's it. sick. So like, I'm excited yeah. for you. I'm really excited. The card looks great. I get to see Rob Van Dam tag team with mm-hmm. Hook in Philadelphia. Like that got announced on Dynamite last night, and I was like, "Oh my god, I get to do the R B B." Your life is insane, bro. You've tuned in. You started <laughs> tuning into wrestling so late in your life, and now you can already say that you saw Jeff Hardy and RVD live. <laughs> That's crazy. And uh, Tony <laughs> Khan has a present for Sting. So Sting's likely going to get his entrance and everything. He's not wrestling, mm. of course, but like Sting's going to hey, be pop there. Pop-up's cool. Yeah. And Maxwell Jacob Friedman, the world champion, MJF, is wrestling on TV. And you get to see it. And I get to see it. That's incredible. I, I believe I may be wrong here. He's been champion for around a year. We know I'm bad with dates, but uh, in 13 days, well, 12 days now, he will be the longest reigning AEW world champion, first of all. Damn. 
I be- I saw something that was like in that time he's wrestled on TV like ten times. Mm-hmm. So ten weeks out of fifty two, he's wrestled on TV. Something like that. Rare. I get to see him. Yes, sir. <laughs> and it's go- it's going to be a humper of a match. It's with Juice Robinson. A humper. A humper. <laughs> I've never heard that phrase used <laughs> to describe a wrestling match, unless Viscera was in it. Uh, don't know who that is, so <laughs> couldn't tell you. I'll show you after we get off. <laughs> it was a good joke. But yeah, I'm I'm pumped. Like I'm Hikaru Shida seems like she actually is allowed to defend the the AEW women's title. Crazy. What happens when you have somebody who can actually wrestle every week? She's great. Who would have thought? Uh, I've watched the last two weeks. She's great. Let's get into that stock rising. Demetrius watching <laughs> AEW. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. Uh, I've just decided, you know what? I thought CM Punk was the need to mover. I popped in for like a week for CM Punk just to see him. I thought so-and-so, whoever was the needle mover. Nah, bro. Edge and Christian are the needle movers for me. I am tuning in, like, specifically for Edge and Christian. I've watched the past two weeks of Dynamite and Rampage because I can't get enough. Mm. Christian is a godsend still. He's great on the mic. He's incredible. He's so convincing with everything he does. And, like, a hilarious villain is a good way to put it. Like, he is hilarious, but he is a fucking villain for sure. Um, and Edge, obviously, is going to play, like, the the good guy here. Um, we'll see where it I goes. I mean, you, but you can't have him come in as a as a heel. Like, everyone's going to be too happy to see him. Like, you can't have him come in as a heel. I know this is on some demon time type shit, but I just want to see Edge be an asshole and just shit on Matt Hardy again. Just for old time's sake. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, have you have you seen the trademark filings no. with FTR and Edge? No. So Edge is friends with FTR, just like CM Punk is friends with FTR. Yeah. But with Punk being gone, CM FTR is no more. And the three of them have collectively filed for a trademark for rated FTR. I knew it. So <laughs> that's smart. Which I think is such a smart way of putting those guys who. This is very interesting to me. They lost the tag belts a couple weeks back, and it was a squash. Like, they got annihilated in that match. Like, I've never seen FTR get thrown around like that. It's very clearly so that they can, like, be Edge's bodyguards. Because just numbers game situation of Christian, Luchasaurus, Nick Wayne, Edge. Mm. Well, he needs some friends. Oh, look at that. He's got two in the back. FTR's right there. And that's also a really good way of getting him in matches, him being Edge, and those matches keeping him safe, where he doesn't need to carry the entire match. He can be in a in a um, in a six man tag match with FTR as rated FTR, natural name rolls off the tongue, great yep. stuff, and. Uh, Dax and Cash, they can take the heavy lifting. They can take the pile drivers. They can take all that shit. And Edge can come in at the end with a big old spear and a copacution. So it's... I think it makes sense. It does make sense. And uh, just on the lines of um, AEW, I just want to say, I know, I know I've said this in a, in a previous episode, but like as somebody who doesn't watch often, right, um, I'm very like... I'm very like into the details. I say that a lot, but mm-hmm. like I watch the show and I really pay attention to all the little stuff that might be different 
um, than on Raw or SmackDown or anything WWE's got going on. I just want to say I really appreciate the stage design. It's clean, but mm-hmm. it's like it like to have the screens separated the way they are. It gives it like a real personality that like I feel like is missing from a lot of shows. And it's not like it's like revolutionary to have screen spaced at different parts of the stage. But it just makes things look really like pleasing whenever the entrances come out. Like when you got the screen up front with somebody's name and then the one in the back showing like some flames or something. And then the main big one with like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like a logo or something. It just looks like it's very pleasing. It gives the show like real personality and it just feels like a good wrestling show. So I just want to say I really appreciate the stage design. It's really nice. It's a lot better than how it was where they had kind of the like chandelier looking screen yeah, that's in the middle when I watched AEW, with the two tunnels like. on the side like that. Yeah, that looked like uh to me that looked like something that would pop out of like 06 TNA. That's what yes. that looked like to me. <laughs> Bad vibes. Yeah. <laughs> how, what have you thought of the the wrestling itself watching AEW compared to WWE? Uh it's been great actually. A lot more um it feels like there's a lot more risky moves, if that makes Definitely. any sense. There's a hun- that's not even a yeah. hot take. That is 100% how it is. Yeah, just like I'm, I'm watching the uh, Sheeta match, right? <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I, I'm watching this match and I'm just like, oh, 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 holy shit. Just like the whole match just was like some crazy shit that's going on. And I'm like, God damn, is this, this is how the whole show is going to be? I Pretty don't- much. I don't remember. I don't remember which match it was on Raw, but there was a Death Valley driver. I think it was Gunther. I think Gunther uh, got hit with one from Bronson Reed, mm-hmm. and like I was like, they don't do that here. <laughs> he came. He That's came the down, wrong show. <laughs> he came down right here on his back. Your shoulder blades and down in WWE. <laughs> You're not mm-hmm. coming down on on low neck. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, they're doing Death Valley driver. Like, and it's been a good a- watch though. On AEW, John Moxley's throwing six of those around one in one match. So, yeah, it I I think the reason I kind of lean AEW to WWE right now, especially like with the Tuesday Night War and everything the previous week, there's a lot less bullshit on AEW. There's a, a lot more flow. just like promo wrestling, promo center ring Tony Schiavone, pre-recorded segment backstage Renee wrestling 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 yeah whereas like wwe i feel like i'm getting like and here's the progressive match flow and it's four minutes of something i watched because i watch it every fucking week a lot of fluff yes uh yeah i just wanted to say i i did appreciate that it does feel like there's a great flow to the show and again uh a perfect example of this i didn't make a note of this but I, i left it in my in my noggin and um it was right before the uh, Sheeta match on the last show where I don't remember what her Sakura, what was her Emi name? Sakura. All right. Right before that match, like literally like a 15 to 30 second, like little video preview of like, this is her master. She trained her. This mm-hmm. is the match. Just a quick blurb as somebody who has no fucking idea what's going on. That really helped sell the story for me. I was oh, interested you in the match. Needed to be three minutes and then a commercial break, <laughs> right? I didn't like. I had no idea what was going on. That little blurb there, like, really just made me very interested in the match. I, I knew what was going on. It's no fluff, and like, you know, 
it, it just made the match make sense to me. Rather, it just being either A, some super long fluff at the beginning of the match that I maybe tune out of, or B, nothing at all, and it's just a match thrown at me with no context. Yeah, and I mean, it, it helps that Sheeta is very good. And like, Emi Sakura is a low mid-card women's division person. Like, that's just where she is in the yeah. kind of the, the rankings. She puts people over. And she's very good at putting people over and she makes people look strong because yep. Emi Sakura is going to chop the shit out of you. Oh yeah. She was and, throwing some mean chops. <laughs> yeah. And then she also has this one. I've never seen someone tap out of it uh, outside of uh dark, dark elevation back in the good old days. Rest in peace. But uh she does a submission maneuver where she kind of wraps the, the person's legs and her legs. And then she sits back onto their back and then she like, drinks a fake cup of tea which is very good too but <laughs> that's cool like she's really good but that's just where she is in the card so yeah Sheeta needs a match to put her over as a strong new champion emmy sakura is a hundred percent the person to do it absolutely so this is why the low mid card matters it does it matters it does like i know i love like, a mid card i see emmy sakura and i know what's going to happen yeah but i know it's going to be a good match exactly matters Okay, uh, let's see where we're at. Oh, Last Stock Rising. Crown Jewel is starting to heat up. So we'll talk about this briefly as some matches look like they're starting to be booked. Uh, how do you feel about the Raw Women's Five-Way for the Rhea's belt? Um, it was a surprising addition. Um, I forget who's all in it, to be honest. I can't uh, think of who cares? Um, Rhea's going to retain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about it. Rhea's going to retain. It's, I don't remember who's in it, It's uh, Raquel Rodriguez and her back. Um, Shayna Baszler. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, right, 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 right. The oh, Zoe Stark. Oh, yeah. And who's the lady who keeps hurting people? What's her name? She just came back. Oh, Nia Jax. Nia Jax. Yeah, yeah. that's who it is. Oh, there we go. I got it. Nailed it. Look at that. That was good. Yeah, none of those are very compelling uh, to me to win the title. So, yeah, it's going to no. Rhea. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel yeah, about that. Logan Paul won a boxing match, and then he called out Rey Mysterio, and then Rey Mysterio at the Rams game, question mark, I want to say. Um, he said, I welcome any challenge. You know, I'll fight whoever, whenever. So it looks like Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio at Crown Jewel. Rey Mysterio is going to make him look like gold. Uh, and I think Logan Paul is going to walk out of there with the gold, unfortunately. That would be interesting. I think they're going to give the United States title to Logan Paul, which leads us to Roman and LA Knight. LA Knight's going to get murdered by Roman Reigns. Mm. He's going to get absolutely clobbered by the tribal <laughs> chief. I'm just kidding. Roman's going to make LA Knight look really strong, but he's going to get the win because Roman gets the win. He's not losing. He's not losing the big, big, big belt to. Uh, You've learned your LA lesson. Knight. Ah, until WrestleMania, <laughs> we'll see what's going on then. He's not losing it at, at Crown Jewel. That's not happening. Giving a, I want to say though, giving Logan Paul a belt, I think, is uh, something that's like uh, bound to happen, and I think it makes a lot of sense for the WWE. Um, he doesn't have to hold it for a very long time, and he's just having. Yeah, just having him hold it for a little bit uh, is just easy publicity. Like, like, easy publicity. Logan Paul gets the United States title. He walks around with it, has it on his podcast, has it on all yep. his shit for, you uh -huh. know, six weeks. And then we got, or not even six weeks, we got Survivor Series at the end of November. 
Yep. Then it is time for LA Knight. That would be that beautiful. Is, LA, that LA is, Knight I think, Logan Paul would be crazy. Buddy. And they already have some conflict that they've already uh-huh. built up in previous interactions. So it, it makes sense, again, from a storyline perspective of LA Knight's being like, no, no, Logan mm-hmm. Paul can't have the United States title. No, no. So it's some good shit. I think it, I think it works. And they haven't said this yet, but I'm guessing because it's booked on Raw every week that we're going to have a tag team title re 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 rematch <laughs> between Judgment Day and uh, Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso, where the Judgment Day retains. Yeah, probably. Tracks. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> All right, but I mean that's already looking better than fucking Fastlane. Yeah, Fastlane was a snore fest uh, with a whole bunch of ads. <laughs> Absolutely. A Snorefest brought to you by Pizza Hut. Okay. Let's get into stock falling. What do we got? All right. We already knocked one of them out, at least. We did. Uh, I guess I'll start with Johnny Gargano, then. Yeah, go ahead. I thought he was finally going to be getting a little bit of a push with DIY and all that jazz, but he lost to the Kaiser role himself. (laughs) And there was. No reaction from the crowd, really, when he came out. It was a little bit bleak for Johnny Wrestling. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, kind of sad. But I'm glad he didn't get cut. Yeah. (laughs) I was worried about him getting cut. I just don't know where he goes from here. I mean, like, I guess him and Ciampa, if they do the tag team thing, Mm -hmm. maybe. But I just, like... I just don't think Johnny Gargano is a singles competitor in the WWE on the main roster. Like he's he's low mid card at best. Like it's not even getting towards a belt in the mid card. It's low mid card at best. That's fair. He can be pretty likable, but uh, he definitely needs like a store a strong storyline, like anybody else, mm-hmm. but a strong storyline to help propel him there. And right now, I have no idea where that would come from. Same here. I mean, <laughs> he. I uh, like you. I think he's really likable. Seems like a really yeah. nice guy. Class act. Um, I I like everything that's going on with his kind of group, like with his wife and Indy and yeah. Champa and where's Dexter. But I mean, like, I like everything that's going on around that. I just it needs to be a little bit more of a storyline push, especially because like at this point. Between Johnny and Candace and Champa, they're just being booked like jabronis, and that needs to change if we want to take them seriously. Yep. Agreed. And uh, like we've been talking about, Dimitri, the Women's Tag Team Championships. Oof. Yeah. It's not been a good look. Um, I came across this stat the other day, just uh, scrolling through Twitter, uh, Chelsea Green had tweeted that she's like 90-some days as the uh, women's tag team champion. Uh, she's had a pair of partners, whatever. But um, anyways, almost 100 days, and it feels like nothing has happened. Like, I couldn't tell you how many times she's defended the belts, if any, in those 100 days. Hasn't been many. Um, and it's just been... Like, I love her character, but it just feels like her character has been given, like, nothing to run with. Other than just, hey, be your character on TV. Yeah. Uh, but no story with it. Hey, just just be Chelsea Green. I, I, I do wonder if if Sonya hadn't torn her ACL, we would be 
having a different conversation about them. You know, like I, I really, really wonder if Sonya Deville was still around, if we'd be seeing a stronger creative for the, that the tag team championships Um, on the bright side, they have a storyline match. That's looking like it's coming up. That makes sense because Piper had a match with Tegan Knox question mark. Yes, I think. Rainbow hair? Yes, yes. Yes, okay. Uh, with Tegan Knox, Piper won. Um, but, oh no, it was with Natalia. So it wasn't Rainbow Hair. No. It was with, but, oh yeah, because yeah, I remember, she beat I simply remember, because I was like, were, that's some new gear. <laughs> I was like, that's some new gear. I'm very yeah. sports entertained. <laughs> and then, uh, so, oh, actually, Remind me about sports entertainment before we, we get out of here because it's a okay. bonus stock rising. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Natty Natty lost to Piper, and then Piper and Chelsea started beating her up, and Tegan Knox came out for the save. Then Tegan had a match on NXT, and then they got came out to beat her up, and Natty came in for the save. So they're really, we're stronger together, and they're going to go for the tag team belts probably in the next week or two, would be my guess. Hmm. 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 Could spice things up. Hmm. Hmm. At least there's a story. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Last Stock Falling is the podcast. It's going to be late next week because I will be in Philadelphia. So we'll try to record Friday or Saturday. We'll see. If it's Saturday, it's going to have to be in the morning because there's a lot of shit going on on Saturday. So we'll see. TBD on when we record. Oh, um, yes. Uh, Yes. Uh, Speaking of that... We'll figure something out, but uh, next week, my mom is coming to visit on maybe Thursday or Friday for a few days. Okay, no podcast next week. But Um, she'll be gone at like, uh, she'll be gone on like Monday or Tuesday, and then Toby will be here. So we could do a a Toby Toby edition. You know what? I've been thinking we need some guests. So we need. That'd be perfect. You can sit right here and pop in. Let's do it. Let's do that. Okay. Well, likely, likely no podcast next week, um, just with travel and mothers. But um, <laughs> to get us back on, in a good mood before we get out of here, sports entertainment. Oh, you remembered. I have been watching more NXT. Yeah. And there is a lot of sports entertainment on NXT. Absolutely. Um, Lola Vice is a favorite. Ooh. Yeah. It is. Um, the WWE is in good hands. Absolutely. Uh, I watched this week's NXT as well. Ariana Grace can absolutely go, and I was not expecting that when she came out. I've not seen her wrestle at all. She's in the women's breakout tournament. Um, I looked it up, actually, because I saw someone on Twitter being like, oh, it's not a surprise that she has some comedy given who her dad is. Um, And I was like, who the fuck is her dad? Ariana Grace, WWE dad. And I couldn't remember who it was. Ah, yes. Her dad is Santino Morella. Oh, shit. Yeah, that makes sense then. He's hilarious. John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> I love but, him, bro. But she, um, she's doing this whole like Miss WWE or Miss NXT thing where she comes out in like a sash and a crown. And she like. Yeah. And then she beats the <laughs> shit out of people. Um, and then the other side of the tournament is Carmen Shishikev or something. And she came out with a sword. And I was like, it's doing Drew McIntyre's whole flow. Yeah, but bar for bar. Very sports entertaining. Okay. Let me tell you. 
Um, and she faces Lola Vice um, on the first night of Halloween Havoc this week. And they've been having some beef on Twitter where uh, Carmen Fritjov was saying that she's going to win because she works on more than her twerking outside of the ring. Lola Vice said, I'm going to beat you and then twerk over you. And I'm like, I hope you do, Lola. <laughs> so it's it's very, very good hands down there in NXT. Beautiful. I've been watching a little bit more NXT, too. I haven't watched the last episode, but I probably will now. Well, they've been making us watch it because they keep putting storylines on yeah. the main shows on NXT. <laughs> How Plus, you got, the, you got the goat Dom Mysterio done there, so got to yeah, watch my true. boy. He got beat up backstage. Got to watch yourself backstage at NXT. Sure do. He wasn't even in the parking lot. They're player hating, man. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Dimitri? Any other last words for episode 27? Nope. Uh, if if you actually no, I got one. Uh, if you heard my joke about Viscera and you haven't watched Viscera, just go ahead and watch uh, Viscera's special move. Don't remember what it's called, but uh, it's some good stuff. You'll get it. That's it. Sick. Thank you for wa- or watching. I guess people watch. Yes, watching and watch. listening. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at. And YouTube at Let Me Pod to you. You can follow Dimitri at Dimitri Talks. You can find me if you want at We Hate Jacob. That's hate with an eight. Please give us a review on your chosen podcast platform. Forgot to check this week. I'll make a note to do it next week. We're on every major network. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.